0: You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. It is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024, and look who's here. It's the one, the only, Mr. Joe <laughs> Tarika, the editor of the Tribune, who came here from his brand new office.
1: Yes, I know Joe, Dave. how are you? Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Thanks for having me. So, the office. Let's hear about the office. So, we are not having to work in our, like, Home bedrooms office little things that we set up. Um, We have gotten back together. The newsroom is. We have a spot. We're in downtown. Um, It's not like anything it was before. You know, it's not like South Agua, which was everything. It's not like Tang Farm, which was still all the operations. It is just the newsroom. It's a place for us to get the editors and reporters together, and you know, to do all of the journalism.
0: But that must be kind of cool to have everybody together
1: finally. It is because we have. Four years of hires. We have four reporters who never worked in that environment, like, and they're young reporters too. came They came out of school, and they've been doing this, you know, COVID sort of thing, whatever, for their entire careers. And now they are getting that dynamic.
0: And it must be a a good sign that the powers that be have decided, yeah, "Yeah, you need your own building. Yeah,
1: yeah. They said that you know they said this for a little while, and it got bumped. You know, got. Upset by things along the road, and, but they did always say, like, we want to get um, our newspapers, our you know, reporters and editors back into uh, physical spaces. And were you the
0: last ones?
1: No, we're not the last ones, okay. no. Um, even in California, Modesto is not yet back into a space.
0: Mm. All right, so you made some news last week. Yes. Usually you cover the news, <laughs> now you've become the news. For people I've been following, what was the announcement, Joe?
1: So the announcement is um, the shift in uh, print from six days currently down to two days um, in April.
0: Uh, Wednesday and Sunday, I'm guessing. Wednesday
1: and Sunday. Yeah. So, um, you know, spacing them out a little bit, but basically um, going to two, you know, high quality papers those days, bigger than they are now, Um, but... Six days is going to two. So how did all this unfold? Tell us the story. So, um, well, the story, <laughs> the story is like decades in the making. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just been a thing that's a long time coming, you know, um, since the Internet arrived, basically. The Internet's been threatening print. And uh, I, you know, I was trying to think back, when did we drop Saturday? I think it was about five years ago. Hmm. Um, and when that happened, it felt like, okay, that's the first, you know, that's the first thing to fall. Can't be like too much longer before another day falls or something like that. And the fact that we went this long, you know, till now, if you had told me then, like in 2024, we would still be doing six days, I, I would have been like, no way, you know. Um, but we made it to this far. But now it's like, you know, the, the numbers just have been, have been in a swing shift on the two sides, digital and print, for the last, for years now, but especially in the last five years.
0: Well, who made the decision
1: uh, to go down to two days? This is the company, you know, doing a strategic thing across all properties. Right. I mean, it's not happening everywhere yet, but right. it's,
0: you know. And why down, why two days?
1: Um, so they've been looking at models, you know, trying some different things, um, and, and they're looking at uh, some twos or threes, um, and for maybe for like the bigger markets i don't know like if they'll do something like that eventually or whatever but um they're looking at the two the 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 ones that rolled out so far we're not the first one um uh, boise has already done it um a couple of the papers in in washington state so um for for us for our size they're like let's do the two
0: so um, wednesdays and sundays what's the process going to be like how will my paper be assembled am i going to get it the same day or
1: yeah. So, I mean, it's still going to be, you know, we switched to, to mail carrier, to carrier, right? Um, postal delivery. So, like, that's going to stay the same. It's going to arrive the same way in um, your mailbox uh, for the Sunday paper. We're already delivering that on um, Saturday, you know, because we have to get it to you on a day that the post yeah. office delivers. Yeah, yeah. So that doesn't change. Um, our, I don't think our deadlines are really going to change. They're kind of, you know, early afternoon. Um, we're just gonna try to put more in you know we're have, we're gonna have more that we can put in over you know multiple days so we're gonna add some pages um, You're gonna raise the, your price for the for the paper it's three for, for
0: Wednesdays and Sundays
1: uh, I don't know about that okay. um, that's a good question I haven't heard that it's to be determined yeah uh,
0: how's the mailing of the paper working out
1: uh, it's been really good actually okay. it's been consistent you know that's the main thing It's consistency um, with the post office, if you get them, if you tell them you know, we 're going to give you this batch of papers at this time, you know they get it out on the car- on the, the the mail people, whereas you know, we were trying to get it to multiple all these different carriers all over the county. Uh, any one of those you know something happens, and then you miss a route that doesn 't happen anymore
0: hmm. well, so why not just get rid of the newspaper altogether <laughs> i mean i 'd be like i 'm seventy and i, I can 't remember the last time I had a newspaper in my hand. I got my phone and i go to you and i go to the la times yeah. i go to the washington post it's all on my phone
1: this is true i mean because we have different you know we have different subscribers and we still have um, you know people who love the print paper and um, advertisers who still want to advertise for that audience really yeah okay. and so you know yeah there are places that did that you know they just dumped it all together you know it's gone we're going online um, but I think we're trying to do a more measured approach, you know, um, and maybe not do it all at once or, you know, it's just, it's a more gradual thing. But we all know where you're going eventually. <laughs> the <end right>?
0: game. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to a guy in radio. Yeah. I mean, we know <laughs> yeah. what's on the horizon. We just don't know what's on what the other when, side. Like how long does it yeah. take to get
1: there? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what are you hearing from your readers after your announcement?
1: Um, so, I mean, obviously there are people who are upset, you know, um, they, some people f- see it as the, the last, you know, thing in a line of of a lot of t- changes that made the print product less than it used to be. So, you know, and I, you expect that, you expect that there, there's no way they're going to like this. You know, there's some others who, um, recognize like you're saying that they saw this, you know, coming and, you know, it's, it's kind of inevitable. Um, and then there's others who are, um, you kind of in between, you know, like they just want to know like how it's going to work. Um, you know, are they going to get, uh, like, what's, what's it going to look like and that kind of thing?
0: Does, as the editor, does this make you stronger? Does this make you more viable? How do you benefit from this decision?
1: I mean, this, I feel like it makes us more sustainable, you know, because what we're trying to do is be here for the long term, right? We want to be, that's what we're committed to. So um, we need to be committed to what the future looks like. And the future is, like you're saying, you know, you're reading on your phone, you're reading it on your computer. Yeah. And so we need to be able to put our energy there. And our money there, and that's where we're going to be strongest. And that's the journalism. You know, it's like, how do you get it? Yeah, I mean, how do we deliver it to you? It it differs. It changes, yeah. but we the core mission doesn't change.
0: Is the newspaper acting
1: uh, acting in the black? Are You making money? Yeah, I mean we're healthy, and that's what we want to be. Must be you got a building back? Yeah, right. I mean they wouldn't invest in that without it. So, that's the good thing is that you know you know it's not like a spiral. Yeah. Like you know, going into nothing.
0: All right, plenty to discuss. Joe Tarika is the editor of the Tribune here to talk about changes taking place at the paper. Do we even call it a paper anymore? <laughs> is it a paper if you don't have a paper in I your mean, hands?
1: It's It's hard to say that you yeah. know, like it
0: changes like that. We'll see what the young people say. All right, we have a lot to cover. Your phone calls so to come. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. Joe Tariq is my guest. Usually he delivers the news. Uh, Now he's making news. He's explaining uh, some changes at the Tribune. Joe, for folks who's tuning in, let's remind them of the decision to increase the digital side.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically we're trying to put more attention to digital. And, um, you know, here we're we're, uh, making the change to reduce from six days of print to two days of print, doing uh, Wednesdays and uh, Sundays. And, uh you know, that is, I'm hoping, you know, obviously the game image here is to, re- is to reroute energy, you know, um, and I see this on a daily basis. I have to spend time doing things for print. You Such know? as? Figuring out where these stories go, you know, you know, like picking stories, like looking at things, figuring out how, to f- how the pages are going to be filled. And so I got to look through things. I got to say, like, this goes here and that goes there. Um, you know, we have a hole here. We need some more there. These are all things about filling physical space. Um, what are people going to do for their crossword puzzles now? This question is, I knew that was going to come. So the, the great thing about having the two days is that we still are you know, connected to print readers, and we still have a vehicle to reach them, and two days we can give you your crossword puzzle. Is that enough, two days? For that, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, so what, what, um, what we're doing in the other locations is uh, you know, we're, we're putting multiple in a day. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, and the, uh, that's what we're doing already. You know, with uh, having no Saturday, so we have we have multiples on Friday, and, and what you know readers do then is they just you know they save their crosswords. Um, so we're doing some of that experiment, but I know that's one of the things that happens. But other th- questions, you know, around comics, like what do you do? How much? How many pages of comics are you printing? Are you saying you know go to the e edition? And the e edition is a big factor of this too. You know, we can talk about that also um, for people. Who, how so? For people who love reading in that format, right, who want it to look like a newspaper, they're not holding it, you know, in yeah. their hand, but they want to they see that, um, uh, the way it's presented that way in the news selection.
0: Is there a digital version of a crossword puzzle? Yeah. Must be. Yeah. Yeah. You can run that every day.
1: Right. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you can go in there and you can find the page and you can click on the crossword and print it, you know, it's right there.
0: Hmm. Uh, Joe Tariq is here. Your phone call is still to come. Then there's part of this in, that involves around, I don't know the term, but I want to talk about John Lynch, your housing reporter, right. who I think does a great job. But he's not on salary, is he? I
1: mean, he is, but he's, he's a funded position. Explain that, please. So, um, yeah, he's on our staff and everything. It's just that his source of paying for his you know uh, salary um, came through the local donations. Uh, we added him. Um, by running those campaigns that came out of COVID um, when, when it was really a crisis at that time. And, uh, you know, we, we continued doing those over a few years and, you know, generated enough money to run him uh, like two years, two years of his job. And, you know, then as we, uh, as we start looking forward, we you know, have to see, like, what do we do you know, about those kinds of things? So how do we go forward on that? You know?
0: Why not get another reporter? Why not
1: get more? I mean, we can if the model works. Right. The, the the hard thing is that is that um because we've been doing this in other in markets around McClatchy, right, and uh, places like Fresno had better luck than us because they could tap um, foundations. Foundations yeah. would give money to like uh, underrepresented you know valley areas they thought were like maybe lacking news coverage. Um, so they would you know have that for a certain thing. Well, they didn't like. Slow County so much. Because <laughs> <Slow County's a laughs> we're too little, rural. Little No, a little or, too rich. Too rich. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're like, you know, what do you need help for? You're rich, right? Um, so you know, that, we had to rely on, on locals. So all of that money came from local people, you know, with small donations. You talk about, like, how do you raise money? Small donations. Um, and so that's, that's uh, you know, made it more of a challenge than, um, like, like, Fresno or Modesto have with some of theirs.
0: Hmm. But then you see something like um, uh, what the, the nonprofit website. Is it CalMatters? Yeah. Dot. Cal what do you think? Is that the future of journalism, Joe?
1: I mean, that's one. That's one uh, method. But again, you need big support there. You know, somebody's funding, you've got big foundations that fund that. Um, does it work on a, on a small level for a small community newspaper? I don't know. You know? <laughs> Not the same way. But they're a statewide organization.
0: But it begs the question then, is journalism like radio and TV going to go more
1: regional? Um as to far as survive, ownership or like Well well yeah, in
0: terms of that kind of model um of trying to set something up that perhaps instead of covering Slow County, we've got a regional website that covers Monterey County and Slow County.
1: Yeah, I mean and then you need more reporters, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, the farther you get away from the communities, you know, the more your coverage deteriorates, you know, the, le- the, more, the more impersonal it gets. So, you know, we want to be close. We want to be in touch with our cities and we have enough of them as it is in one county. You know, that's a big county. And so, you know, we have, I think, just just barely enough with uh, our small size to do a decent job, you know, covering all of our areas next door seems to
0: replace the community newspaper you want to find out what's happening in your next neighborhood door. you go on next facebook door. Groups. sometimes facebook
1: yeah facebook groups yeah i mean that's where you're seeing um, the very micro local you know so um,
0: but that used to be you and it used to be me but yeah, it's changed
1: yeah i mean now there's this this ground level that'll tell you what the sirens are for you know why, why are the sirens going you know right now tell me that yeah um, and then you know we'll sort of follow next on our like most quick breaking news um, with you know some more information like what is what actually is happening there we're talking to the cops we're finding out you know we're getting to the scene and then you know from there obviously we do each layer and bigger step of journalism going to the like high enterprise.
0: I think that's a very important point is that we grew up with we get a newspaper this is what happened in the last 24 hours we don't want that anymore we want to know what's happening now. Like, I so you guys will, uh, online, I can go find out traffic stuff. If Craig and I are trying to figure out what's happening and it's not on his screen, you'll have it or KSBY will mm-hmm. have it. You're covering what is going on yeah. in the moment. Right. I mean, I mean it's a big shift.
1: We're still trying to do a lot of that. You know, and traffic is a great example. You know, like, if if we get an alert that there's a crash in the Quest of Grade, you know, these things happen during rush hour. And suddenly, you know, you got all these people who are leaving, going home. And, yeah, they want to know. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they want to know if they're going to be So stuck. the traditional paper was yesterday's news. Now we're all trying to talk about what's happening in the moment.
1: We are, but we're, but we're also doing all of that, that deep journalism, too, you know? I mean, that's not gone away.
0: Uh, here's a chance for you to point out the numerous prizes that you and your team have mm-hmm. won in the last year.
1: Yeah. So um, last year uh, we won General Excellence, first place. General Excellence from CNPA is the California News Publishers Association. They run the California Journalism Awards. We've won that three times in five years for our circulation category, which were the third. We're the third tier in size. Um, We won twenty awards last year. Ten of those were first place, and these are like across all topics. So you're talking public service. You're talking investigative. You're talking enterprise and then all the subject, you know, like local government. Um, So, you know, we're going to be out there doing that work. And what you're talking about in addition to what's happening right now.
0: On the Stolberg line, I think Joe is correct. Regional news generally feels out of touch. The Tribune social media feels uh, that way because they have stories from all other areas, which makes it harder to find the local stories on their Facebook page, etc. cetera. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Facebook feed is fed by um, some multiple sources. You know, they have, they have some kind of balance that they've worked out um, through, you know, the algorithms about, like, what's the best mix? How much local do we do? You know, we don't have enough <laughs> local to, to feed however many posts that go up there in a day. You know, yeah. you start re- be recycling things. So they're looking to fill in, you know, and then they look in for regional stuff or just these, like, quirky stories, you know, like weird headlines. Which is what gets the clicks. Yeah, that gets the clicks.
0: Sometimes you just want, this will get the clicks. Yeah. This is what people want to read about. Yeah, they'll read this weird thing. I get that. All right. uh, Let's uh, check in with news. We got California headline news and ABC radio news. Craig has the latest in time saver traffic and weather together. Then we will open up the phone lines and read some of these text messages coming in from Joe Tarika. He is the editor of the Tribune here to announce some of the changes. As the newspaper, like radio and TV, continues to evolve, we're live, we're local. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. Stay with us. got a lot of politics to cover uh tomorrow 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 oh we're going to meet the uh, green party candidate for the uh, u.s senate race from california on uh, thursday we're going to hear from someone who doesn't want to vote for either biden or trump and he's looking at third party candidates next week we got tom fulks we got heather moreno we've got um we got eric gorham The week after that, we've got Jordan Cunningham. We're just taking you right up to March 5th and our big election day. All we ask is that you take the time to vote. Meanwhile, we are continuing with Joe Tarika, veteran journalist and the editor of the Tribune, explaining to us the big changes as he has outlined starting in April. The newspaper is going to be digital Uh, completely, except for Wednesdays and Sundays. You want in on the conversation, give us a call, 805-543-8830, or 800-549-5832. Glad to read your text messages as well as we talk with Joe. So where's the future? Where are we going with our uh, community newspaper? Do we need to be concerned? You got your office
1: back? Yeah. Going digital? No, I mean I don't think you need to be concerned. If you're if you're like worried about us being here or not, we're going to be here. You know, um, we have a history that goes back a hundred more than 150 years, and uh, you know Dave Middlecamp writes about this, and you can read about this. And this is a long history, you know, and we're not uh, going anywhere. We're going to be here. We're going to be local, and uh, the. The whole strategy here is to preserve that. Again, sustainability. How do you become a sustainable, healthy news organization in 2024 and beyond? What does that look like? And it's, you know, it's been a few decades now of making a transition from, from a couple of centuries of, of printing news to uh, what the way it is now, the way people consume news, which is completely different.
0: But along the way, you've always been able to keep the younger reader – or in our case, the younger listener. Why is that stopped? It seems to me the younger people just go on social, their well, TikTok.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get people to, younger people to pay. You know, that's a challenge because um, everything was free on the Internet. It started out free. If you look back at you know, one of the biggest problems that happened, if you went back in time to do this, that model really set the, set the ex- expectations. And so then what do you do now about that? Um, when you when you have to depend on it, and and then you like you're saying you do have these other ways of of reaching out to people, and then how do you use those um, other channels like TikTok or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and those are all part of the conversation. You know, we're looking we have we have uh, presence in those spaces.
0: But younger people want news,
1: don't they, Joe? Don't they want news? Don't they want to know what's going on? Or? <laughs> I mean, some do, some don't. You're a parent, you some, you know. Yeah, I mean some are connected some will like count on on getting it through social and and how how good is it then you know
0: well here's a question on the silver line so how will it work if you have paid for a delivery subscription for the year
1: yeah so that's what we're going through um right now uh with people handling those questions and it's all um it all it really varies person to person you know so uh I can't answer that, but I can connect people with our customer service team that's dealing with that. I mean, has
0: that subject come up? Have people thought about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, and they have to go and look at, because every, there are like different you know amounts of people pay, depending on when they started, if they got on a promotion, all these different things. Um, and so I'm really trying to g- gather those people and route them to the right person who can look at their account, see where they are, um, and see like what they need to do.
0: On the Stolberg text line, a listener is suggesting that you have developers to fund your housing reporter.
1: Um, that would be probably a conflict of interest. <laughs> um, we want to stay objective and independent, you know. So uh, that's why, you know, when we were reaching out for funding, we are reaching out from regular readers. And we're always going to be super, super careful about where that money comes from and what expectations might be there is
0: that a common yeah. practice around newspapers to use that kind of outside funding
1: uh, I mean it's a, it's a newer thing in recent years um, but it, and it's but it's not coming from like interested parties you know or if they are they are um, they nonprofits who are funding the mission of providing just general awareness of something that's not getting covered.
0: I mean, it's comforting to hear the commitment of the Tribune to the community, but as we both know, there are a lot of news deserts out there. Yeah. Community, yeah. well, Santa Barbara lost their newspaper, right? Yeah. right They're news deserts. This is not the case in all communities across the country. They're struggling to keep their local news organizations going.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the risk that you're talking about. There is becoming a news desert. Um, you know, Santa Barbara's lucky to have NewsHawk and have you know other independent sources there, but they don't have a daily you know quote unquote newspaper. Um, there are there are lots of other places that are facing that problem. Um, counties like full counties, you know, that don't have they might be a, you know associated with a bigger metro or something like that. But they don't have somebody somebody like looking just at their uh, their county government, their cities closely. And we, we, we need that.
0: Well, and here we are. We're talking talking about the election. Uh, we 've got these uh candidates running in the March fifth primary, yeah. whose job is it to go out and find out where these people are and where they stand on the issues isn 't that the traditional role of the media?
1: yeah, I mean it is, and that 's what we want to do you know um and that 's what we 're doing with the board of supervisors races obviously we 're going to come around to the city races in november um you know that 's a much bigger uh lift when you talk about all of those races um, many many more boards and councils there. Uh, and then that's what we're still committed to doing, though. All
0: right. Uh, do you have any thoughts as to why we don't have more people running for office? I mean, meaning Pashong unchallenged, Ortiz leg unchallenged. That can't be. I mean, we're talking about the role of a media, but also there we need candidates.
1: I mean, when you're talking about some of those districts that you have a strong incumbent in, especially like, you know, like John Pashong's seat, um, the most conservative probably district in the county, uh you know how do you how do you unseat that person? You know if you're going to challenge him, um, you got to have somebody who has got who's got good, really good name recognition. Somebody who has a lot of money backing them uh, to take somebody like that on. And I don't know if you know, we're not seeing it.
0: Uh, Let's on the Stolberg line. Wants to know why you endorse Susan Funk instead of Heather Moreno. What was that process like?
1: So that was a really interesting. Um, uh, edit board we did on those two. We really like both of them. They're really good. They're both strong candidates.
0: And you live in a task. Town. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, and so you know, we kind of went back and forth on that. And like, you know, we tried to like sort of point out like all of their strengths and stuff. Um, you know, it, it really just came down to, you know, some of the core questions about some of these issues about looking out for like the uh, clerk or quarters office, the elections office. You know, um, how much is that stuff going to be defended? Um, we just saw last week, you know, Debbie Arnold brought up the Dominion voting machines. Yeah. What, what, what are we talking about here? This was debunked years ago. Billion, you know, like millions and millions of dollars paid out for fraud claims against, you know, the Dominion got. Why on earth would we want to, like revisit that we know it works it's been proven to work there's no reason to and so that's the kind of thing that we're a little bit afraid of i
0: I was even surprised that she brought that up yeah like what what i had to look at my watch was (laughs) this is really 2024 but she was trotting out the dominion machines but you were there to pick it up
1: yeah and cover that Stephanie Zappelli was there at the meeting and you know listening for these kinds of things Keeping an eye out. All
0: right. uh, Short break. We'll come back for a final segment with Joe Tarika, the editor of the Tribune. You're listening to Hometown Radio for the Central Coast. It is the Dave Congleton Show. Happy Tuesday. Text coming in from Joe Tarika on the Stolberg Line. Uh, for Joe, compliments to his reporters, uh, Josh and Housing and Stephanie, Political Forum Coverage. They show up at the sites and do great work. Unfortunately, after 40 years, we just can't go all digitally. We will say goodbye in April. Well, now, I, Don't want, say you, goodbye. I, I, I want you to come back and text some more. This is Shelly. Hey, Shelly. Shelly, why can't you go all digitally?
1: Well, you still have two print papers, too.
0: Yeah, but we, we five years from now, you're going to have two print papers?
1: Oh, I know. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> uh, so why is it important?
0: This is an existential question, I guess. Why What? Why can't someone just make the transition mm-hmm. to digital?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I assume, like, the vast, vast majority of people have smartphones, right? Right. I mean, you're saying, you know, you're on your phone. I'm, I'm on my, my phone. phone. Right, yeah. I mean, my dad's 80. He's on his phone. You know, he loves the paper, but... He's, all the rest of the time during the day, he's, he's getting it off his phone or he's getting it off his computer. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, a screen. Yeah, you have to, you have different screens.
0: Uh, well, put a plug in for your app because your, app's, your yeah. app is easy to
1: use. Yeah, the app's very easy to use. You know, so you don't have to, like, go searching for the website, you know, using your browser or something. You get on the app. Um, you can get it right off the store, Slow Tribune. Um, any, you know, Android or, or uh, iPhone. Um, and again... You get the digital subscription, you have access to all of these, you know, all of this. You have the website, you have the app, you have the E-Edition. You know, the E-Edition is giving you everything in that format and, like, gobs and gobs of other pages. So many other pages. I don't know if you ever looked at the E-Edition, but oh. there's just, like, page after page after page. Oh. World news, tons of sports news, tons of opinion.
0: All right. Here's uh, Jeff in Los Selsos. Hey, Jeff. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Jeff. Hi. I had a question uh um not having followed it too closely, and I apologize in advance, but has the Tribune taken a position on offshore wind
1: um like a like a like an editorial position
0: yeah, have you taken a position
1: um, on the wind farm? I don't think we've written like an editorial like yes, we should do this or not um When
0: might you? Take a position.
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, I don't think it was just, it's just, it's happening, you know? Um, it's, it's not something like that, it's at a point that can be opposed, really. It's a matter of how does it happen, you know? Um, like, what does it look like? And so that's kind of what we're interested in covering now is, um, what does the process look like as you get to the having hundreds of uh, turbines that are floating in the ocean? Um, how does it affect uh, Communities, and there were some things where we, where we talked about um, parts of the thing. Like, so would they build a port here? And that sounded like a terrible, a terrible idea. Like we didn't want. We saw some models from that, and you know what would have, what it would have done to Port San Luis would, would have been insane. It would have been an industrial port there, like Long Beach. They're not looking at doing that kind of stuff now. So, um, it's I think that's the stuff that we're looking for now. Is like what is it? How what does it look like to get there?
0: Jeff. Uh, well, I would just add that the, the, it's it is in a formative stage now, and I, I think it's uh, something that the public's increasingly become aware of, mm-hmm. and I would think it's important that the Tribune take a position on it at uh, the earliest possible time, as soon as you get up to speed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not something that that we would oppose. Um, I mean, this we we need this energy source, you know. Um, diablo, even, with, even with diablo staying open well i mean diablo's not going to be here forever you know it's gonna they're gonna have to shut it down at some point point. and uh the wind energy just seems like it has such great potential and if you can get these things out um away you know they're gonna be 20 miles off the coast they're not gonna be hardly visible uh and if you can do that in a responsible way it just uh, seems like a
0: jeff thanks for the call if you want in on this conversation with George Tarika, we need to hear from you now, please. 805 543 30 Leonard checks in on the Stolberg line. I stopped my subscription to the Tribune solely because of who you endorsed. Why do you feel it's important to endorse candidates and risk losing subscribers? That's a fair question.
1: So, I mean, that is news versus opinion. And this is like the most you know, I don't know, this is a hard thing to, to, to always have like come back, right? Um, based solely on who we endorsed, well, I mean, did you value the news coverage? Because the news coverage is not the opinion coverage. The news coverage is objective, and independent, unbiased. So if you want to know what's happening in your community, you get all of that. And it's the vast majority of what our coverage is, you know, that's where all of our staff is. They're reporters. They're telling the stories of the community. Um, as far as like, the opinion function, you know, that's a long, long-held tradition in American journalism. So uh, yeah, we could not have opinion journalism, um, but I see like, the role where, it's, where it has value. And the best example I give to it is the redistricting process. I mean, our, our coverage of that went from you know, direct uh, following of the events to like taking leadership positions on the opinion front. And, and saying things that you can't say necessarily in, in news stories, and that being part of the conversation.
0: Do you think you make a difference? Do you sway an election with your endorsement?
1: I mean, hopefully in a close one, you know, maybe so. I think definitely in that case, you know, that, that motivated people to get involved. You had groups that, that were informed by what was happening. That if we're not there doing that, do they know? Do they get activated? Question on
0: the Stolberg line: To write for your paper, do I need to have a degree in journalism?
1: Um, Our our listings would normally say like you know a a degree, a journalism degree or equivalent. So you know if you had experience, if you had if you could show like you could do it, Um, it's not like it has to be, but you have to show like equivalent experience. Yeah,
0: but I would imagine you're not probably hiring right now.
1: I oh, know we're always hiring. We have openings. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, broaden the question then. I mean, uh, you go to Cal Poly as a guest presenter, somebody says, I'm thinking about a career in journalism mm-hmm. or newspapers. What do you say?
1: I mean, I say it's you know, a lot of times they ask like, well, how did you get into it and this kind of stuff? And, you know, it's the same reasons why I got into it, that they would get into it, which is it's a pillar of, of democracy It's a pillar of like our, our whole like way of life. And just because we don't have a newspaper that we're dropping on your front porch doesn't mean that those stories are any less valuable. They're more valuable.
0: But are there going to be the jobs there?
1: There will be the jobs. Will there be as many of the jobs? No, but there are not as many as the people probably going into it. Um, I mean, we just have like all kinds of, of, I had an internship I listed for the summer. I got 110 applicants. Wow. Great candidates. All over the country? All over the country.
0: Uh, Steven checks in on the Stolberg line. Holding and printing, excuse me, holding and reading print newspapers or books is a physical experience. Yeah. The feel and smell of printed paper can't be replaced by computers. Plus, with print, the battery never dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven, that's a romantic notion, but <laughs> give me the phone. Yeah, when I want news, I want to know what's going on, right? Yeah. I don't know, say, hey, Craig, run down the corner and get me a copy of the Tribune. I go online.
1: You get yeah. that don't you oh, or you're, yeah.
0: you're you're in both camps you're no I agree get, with Stephen too
1: no, I totally get I get that yeah i mean i I understand what he's saying, but I mean, I mean what we can do now is just the it's so much more powerful i mean like literally i mean I was r- doing this out of my house, you know, like i couldn't do that even six, seven, eight years ago, we didn't have the the setup for that, and now I can just like read anything, post anything. Update anything, you know, add a photo to something, change a headline, anywhere.
0: I have four text messages here that I will combine. Okay. They all want you in some variation to comment on Calcoast News. Any thoughts? This is, this is your time. <laughs> what about Calcoast News? Their impact. Here's one. Would you hire Karen Veeley? Would that help you?
1: Would that help us? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's good to have. A lot of media, right? But we want we, every all these media outlets need to be responsible, and so they need to have standards that they're that they're following, and they and they need to like do things a certain way, hopefully, so that they're giving you stories that are accountable. We want stories that are accountable. If we have people who can do that um, and contribute to uh, keeping the public informed here, then that's great. Um, you know, whether we see that all the time, that's the question.
0: So. As we start to wrap things up with Joe Tirico, what are some of the stories you've done lately that you're particularly proud of?
1: Um, I mean, lots of some big projects in the last, you know, few months. Uh, Mackenzie Schumann was working on this uh, dry cleaning chemicals project that she did. was a statewide project um, that she, you know, found and covered first here. And she's like, this is a statewide program. This is not something that we normally would do. But she's like, can I do like a bigger thing on this? I'm like... Yeah, I don't see anybody writing it, you know. <laughs> um, like, let's take a little time and do it. She got a fellowship for it uh, through USC, and so she told a story that hadn't been reported. Like, this, these chemicals are all over the place. Um, we have coverage of you know the um, all of the housing, the housing and homeless issues that are going on. Obviously, John's doing a bunch of stuff in that area. He, uh, he was pairing up um, with Sarah Casabian, who moved on uh, unfortunately for us um, on the. The veterans, you know, treatment services, the residential um, facility in Pomo. Re- veterans that were getting left with no option but to go to Los Angeles, you know. Um, these are people, comm- people in the community who are getting left out. Um, so there are important stories like that.
0: And do these stories tend to be generated by the reporters themselves? You mentioned McKenzie mm-hmm. coming up with the detergent story. This is stuff they come up with on their own?
1: Yeah, these are, this is them working their beats. So they're out there. Um, they're covering things. They're look, listening for things. Uh, they see a tip somewhere. You know, this one came from outside our area, actually. She got a tip about this problem. Oh. and uh, But they come from everywhere. You know, they come from building sources.
0: I meant to ask you earlier. I got 90 seconds left. What? Okay. So what, what happened with Dawn Addis, the assembly member? How'd you find out about that? And what, was, what, what happened there?
1: Um, you know, we just got a tip, basically, that um, she was on medical leave. And so... Uh, wanted to check in see obviously it's a concern for constituents if um, their representative is not you know is out of commission for a little bit so we reached out to um, her office and asked them you know what was going on and they said yes she was on leave and they would put out a statement and they did and she had uh, surgery in December so she's recovering well, we wish her
0: nothing but the best. All right, uh, Joe, i got 45 seconds. Repeat the okay. big news of your new format, please.
1: Now, the big news is uh, print reduction from six days to two. It'll be on Wednesdays and Saturdays. It'll be bigger papers. It'll have more in it you know, covering some of the things we're missing. We are really hoping that people will support local journalism. We need champions around journalism. You cannot bail on journalism you know, American this is an American institution. This is you know part of our democracy. Support it. It's it's not being subsidized by advertising the same way it used to. So we need your digital subscriptions and that doesn't cost very much.
0: Yeah, people always think, well, you got advertising, but advertising only pays a portion.
1: And it also goes to Google and Facebook. Yeah.
0: All right, Joe, <laughs> keep up the good work. Thanks Off we go. It. We got news traffic weather back on the other side. Sam and Aaron Cotton, father and son explain the decrease in electric vehicle sales stick around for more of the dave congleton show